All right, y'all. We have maybe created a catalyst here. We have mashed together two universes, and I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we might be bringing the end of world as I, we know I, it. Yeah, I definitely don't know what a catalyst is. Is that some if kind you of Cadillac? Take a Cadillac. Yeah, it's a really high profile cataclysm. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. So bougie, we uh, shortened it. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, before we do anything, I'm just going to play this for you guys real quick, just to get you all the way in it. Here we go. Ages ago, we were abandoned by our goddess, the Shirin. Betrayed the hive mind, and we were defeated by the packed worlds. But we have not been dormant, we have been evolving. We are coming. Prepare for the attack of the swarm. So, as this fades out, we see a picture of a galaxy and a small transport dropship kind of detaching from a large carrier. And it starts floating down. And we hear like some crackle of like galactic news feed kind of come over our speakers. And this is what you hear. It has been six months since the swarm first touched down on Susculin in a bloody conflict named the Battle at Stone Sea. After the swarm punched through the planet's aerial and orbital defenses, its components landed near the Stone Sea, a large freshwater lake surrounding a dormant volcano. The 5th Battalion of the Susculin Defense Force was closest to the site of contact and held the swarm back long enough for SDF to mobilize. Other battalions in the area tell stories of battle that have already reached near mythical heights, as most members of the 5th Battalion were killed in glorious, terrible combat. Since then, the SDF has fought a losing battle against the Swarm. Though Susculin is a friendly trading par partner with the Pact Worlds, the planet's government has yet to officially request aid with many afraid that the Pact Worlds will claim their planet as a protectorate in payment for such help. However, 
that has stopped volunteers and mercenaries from other systems, including the Pact World and the Vescarium, from journeying to Suskelin to join in the fight against the invasion. The swarm is relentless, though, and it has already overran and taken nearly half of the planet. Over the past few weeks, Suskelin has enjoyed something of a respite, as the swarm appears to have ceased its near-daily attacks. Some believe the swarm numbers are dwindling, and that the tide of war will soon turn. In an effort to replenish the ranks of the 5th Battalion, the SDF has recruited mercenaries and off-worlders, made deals with prisoners and pirates, and accepted nearly every volunteer who can hold a gun. These new soldiers are being trained and outfitted at Camp Cavalier, a small encampment just outside of Brinoa. More on this story later. Stay tuned for Sports Corner with Xylorp and Galaxy Weather with Scrip. Um, and we kind of come into the dropship now and we see all of uh, a bunch of new recruits with varying expressions on their face. Some look scared, some look queasy, some have a deep set jaw as if they prepare themselves for whatever is going to come. And others kind of have that resolution of going to do something good for the, for the galaxy. But they all look green, including two of you on the ship, on the drop ship. So Steve and Griffin, why don't you tell us a little bit about your characters as you guys are sitting there kind of strapped in on this bumpy drop down onto Susquehan. Griff, you want to go first? Or you want me to hit it off? I mean, you talked. It's your turn, baby. I guess I'm talking <laughs> here. So if the camera pans over a little bit, the camera sees... Um, a character that I cast as Daryl Hannah from Kill Bill. Um, this character looks like really Daryl Hannah in Kill Bill. She's got the nurse outfit with the uh, first aid eye patch over one eye. Her other eye is um, it glows red, kind of like Homelander in the really scary plane scene in uh, The Boys. But besides that, she looks basically identically human, although. Um, really hits the unha- like the uncanny valley really hard. People might feel uncomfortable about her because she looks so human, but there's something not right about her. She is an android and um, looks like a nurse. What can I say? Cute. I love it. <laughs> What's her name? Um, excuse me, I was drinking a beer. Uh, this character's name, or her designation, is Cora Six. Her, uh, the name that organics would know her as is Natasi. Okay. Very good. So I imagine sitting next to Natasi and kind of taking up a little more than his fair share of the, um, of the elbow room, you see a... Well, he looks like a red orc. A full orc, you'd expect, with his stature. He has large tusks and very heavy armor equipped. He is cast as Dave Bautista, but he has hair. Uh, and, um, <laughs> and he has this longer, straight black hair. And the the hair that would be getting in his eyes and in his face is tied up in kind of like a top knot on the top of his head, but he kind of lets the rest of his hair flow freely 
behind his neck. He um, he has this shield, and it looks like this hunk of just dirty iron that he kind of has laying on the ground in front of him. And um, his name is Sigurd. Sigurd. Got it. Okay, so the two of you are kind of on the ship and it's going down and you look over, uh, you know, a couple seats down from you, Sigurd, and you see a real skinny kind of pasty, maybe 17-year-old kid, like just sweating, freaking out. And then, you know, at a, at a particular jostle or whatever, the kid loses it and just hurls all over the, you know, and you don't, can't tell if it's from the, the air sickness or from just nerves from going down to the swarm infested planet or whatever, but he's, he's not having it. And he's looking green in the face. Whoa, whoa, kid, kid, watch where you're aiming that thing. All right. You really got to like, I don't know. There's a guy next to you. You could point it that way. You almost got my shoes. You almost got Betty. You know how long it takes to clean her? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just... Uh, and he just like... Can't... He, he's gone. Can't... Can't even form any words. Like, the, the moving his mouth makes him... Makes him hurl. Can someone get this kid a bag? Something? <laughs> if you needed something for the nausea, you should have said something. I am a registered nurse and a doctor, and plainly can take care of you. Do you need something? He clearly can't respond to you. <laughs> you just gotta give him something. <laughs> is is the um, is the turbulence too much for me to get up and walk around? Uh, no, it's it's a little tough, you know. For but it's not impossible. You just kind of have to steady yourself as you you know. It's kind of bouncing around. You're holding the the little rope handholds across the middle lane, you know. All right, so if uh, yeah, I get close to him and bust out my first aid kit, my basic first aid kit, and pull out a uh, space tums. <laughs> uh, yeah, the kid takes it happily and uh, you know starts chomping on it, and you see a little of the color come back to his face, and he uh, fumbles around trying to unscrew his canteen, but his palms are too sweaty or something, and he can't get a grip on the on the top of it. He's just struggling with it. Um, it's, he's a mess. Oh, what's that on the ground? Is that that's is that your mom's spaghetti? <laughs> uh, well, it it was linguine, but close enough, I guess. Yeah. I'm not really asking about the noodle size. <laughs> oh, uh, it was dinner, and it's not anymore. Um, and so he he manages to get the canteen open, slug some water back, and kind of just embarrassed keeps to you know keeps his head down the rest of the the trip down and it, until until he finally finishes the water and gets it recapped natasi is just standing over him observing everything he does making sure that he follows the rules and once he's done she says soldier or at least prospective soldier keep your insides on the insides you won't be able to fight the swarm if you're weak uh yeah, yes yes ma'am um and about this time, you kind of break through into the atmosphere of um, of Susquehanna, and you get your first real look at the landscape of the planet. And it's the all the the ground is a deep red, like red clay planet, but it's covered in snow. Um, there's lots of mountains, so once it gets up 
very not you know not a very high altitude you see snow starting to cap so it's this weird kind of juxtaposition of bright white snow against this deep dark red clay um you can see parts of like small little cities destroyed smoldering um been destroyed in war you can see parts of battlefields where there's there's rotting corpses of of all life forms including the swarm and vesk and humans and you know anybody signs of a massive battle but everything seems to be calm on there doesn't seem to be a battlefront that you can see at least from the dropship and as you guys are kind of checking it out all of a sudden you're startled as this purple thing just flies past the window that you just see it's like darts past the window and roll a perception check to see if you caught what you saw Ooh, first roll here, guys. That's what Sigurd's particularly good at, is perception. Oh, okay. That's a dirty 20. Okay. How about a 24? All right. So both of you, you know, it catches your eye when it makes the first pass on the window. And you're like, you know, what was that? And you really take a look. And as it comes around for its second pass, you see this kind of lilac-skinned dragonkin flying around the dropship, and on its back is a small little gnome. Heath, Emily, you want to talk to me about your characters? Yeah, first of all, halfling, not gnome. I'm sorry, halfling. (laughs) There's a difference. (laughs) There is. Um, You you want to take this one, or or you want me to handle it? Let's go top down, bro. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> on the back of this dragonkin is a obviously short, um, kind of dusty brown haired, um, duster entrenched halfling. Um, yeah, l- much like the picture there, kind of wavy medium to, to long hair, some, some brown, uh, facial hair, beard, no mustache though. Um, Kind of a kind of a you know rugged rawhide looking jacket. We don't we don't have a chance to speak yet, so I can't describe except visually. I wonder if this guy wants to have a conversation through the window. I wonder how that <laughs> I wonder how that gnome got on top of that dragon can. I I don't know. He's like one of these one of those crazy gnomes. They always love adventure. Mm. Oh, this is gonna be a running. I game. never even cool. met yeah, a, a gnome like that. Curiouser and curiouser. I mean, I see Dragonkin all the time, but gnomes, that blows my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, you see that this uh, Dragonkin and this Nafling are uh, kind of flying in tandem with the dropship. And as you guys kind of land and arrive at the camp they kind of land up right next to you so you're on Susquehann just outside the capital city of Bernoa at Camp Cavalier and when you land you can see that this mustering area is just full of activity Um, there is all, all sorts walks of life here um, 
there's young kids who looking for adventure, young kids that are scared. You see grizzled veterans kind of walking around their, their jadedness just emanating off of their persons. And uh, it's, a, it's a hotbed of activity. And you can hear everybody kind of chattering and talking about the, the war and various rumors and stuff. And you, you'll be able to check in on this scuttlebutt here in a bit. Um, but when you arrive, you the receiver officer, the receiving officer says, All right, new recruits, head over to the mess hall. I'm sure you're hungry. Go over there and get something to eat. Uh, you won't have long, though, as the commander would like to speak to you shortly. Um, and so with that, he kind of ushers you over to the mess hall. And this new group of recruits, you kind of march in formation. You can kind of talk to each other on the way over there, but it's not far to the mess hall for sure. So, hey, um... I guess you were sitting next to me for a while, but I didn't really get to introduce myself. I'm Sigurd. It's, um, it's a pleasure. What's your name? Sigurd, my designation is Cora Six. You can call me Natasi, though. Most organics do. <laughs> I like it. You can call me Sig if you want. Pleased to meet you, Sig. I've kept many of people like you alive on a battlefield. I think we'll do well together. You've met many of people like me? Many a people like you. Alright, that's pretty rare. Oh, not physiologically like you. Folks that charge headfirst into battle with a shield and try and take everything down in front of them. <laughs> well, I hope you'll have my back. That's what I'm here for. What do you think, uh, um, Wings McGee and the Little Gnome? Oh, I'm not sure. You think they were just showing off for us? How did they get here? I, I imagine it's because the, um, the dragon can, can fly. I'm thinking, like, you know, maybe she was flying next to us. Well, I picked that up. But we came from outer space, didn't we? Well, yeah, but I, you know, we were through the atmosphere. Hmm. I think. Let's introduce ourselves. <laughs> I'm no doctor. <laughs> I'm no doc. Yeah, I, I don't really know a lot about uh, book learning. My degree is in medicine. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, so, you know, the dragonkin and the halfling are certainly falling in step kind of behind you guys um, I don't know if you're talking so they can't hear you or if it's just kind of oblivious to them or oh I mean we wouldn't be we wouldn't be uh, hush hush about it you just heard Sigurd's voice <laughs> yeah I think yeah. the two of us have uh, very little uh, social skills <laughs> I have a very low charisma oh something we have in common uh, so, yeah go ahead Emily so I imagine that we are still like, uh, well, the, what was it? Gaffling? Or what did the we naffling. say? Naffling. Naffling? yeah. Is still astride the dragonkin's back, and uh, she kind of will kind of move a little more quickly towards you guys, and uh, will say that she's on all fours at this time, and she'll say, the dragonkin was... Um, well, we were already planet side. We weren't exactly in the, well, outer space area. So no worries there. Well, see, Natasi, that clears it up. We didn't even have to have any knowledge. Mystery solved. 
<laughs> That's a really nice halfling Bjorn you have on your back. What's that made of? Where did you acquire this slave? Uh, hey there, partners. Um, I ain't no slave. Oh. Ah, a southern accent. He's definitely not phoning it in. <laughs> uh, no, sir. Uh, don't reckon I am. What's your name, little guy? Uh, how you doing? I'm Tex. Tex Arcana. <laughs> and, Sorry, um, I can't deal with it. Dragon Lady, did we actually catch your name? I have a very limited intelligence and therefore short-term memory, so... <clears throat> no, um... Yavari. Yavari hmm. Star Eater. Nice to meet you. Welcome. Well, you guys can call me Sig if you want. Sigurd for long. I have <laughs> Sigurd for long. <laughs> <laughs> And the dragon can will cock, a, cock her head kind of to the side and look the android up and down and say, And you, dear, what's your name? My designation is Cora Six. You, Organic, can refer to me as Natasi. I'm here to keep you alive. Well, you and I are going to be good, good friends then. Hey, I already called Dibs. I flew in with her. She's healing me. We do go back quite a ways. At least ten minutes. <laughs> At least to the vomit. <laughs> Thanks for that, by the way. You're welcome. He was in trouble. So, uh, ra- roundabouts, where are you, uh, fellers and, and lady, from? Well, um, I used to be a prison guard, um, but it wasn't any ordinary prison. You ever heard of Dagox 4? I don't reckon. How about you, uh, I don't know, Star have Eden? we? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, cool. We're not out of the loop. <laughs> well, it's um, it's a planet that's uh, entirely a prison. So I, I lived there for about twenty years as a prison guard. Um, you know, it, escorting prisons one of the best things you could do. Me and Betty here uh, really were able to push back the prisoners. They're uh, kind of no match for a riot shield. And is that what Betty is? Is that we can plainly see her, I suppose? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pointing at her, actually. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is Betty. Uh, we go way back. Please tell me there's, like, a big red orc pinup girl on it, Betty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, a, like, like a badly drawn, like, on an airplane. Yeah, it's yeah. like a B-52. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, at, at this point, I think uh, Tex would uh, pat... Yuvari uh, to like lean down a little so he can safely dismount <laughs> and uh, he'd probably walk up, extend his hand, quite friendly say, uh, well it's, it's a pleasure to meet you fellas uh, and lady, I'm sorry uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm Texas Yuvari, we're kind of soul bonded a little bit and at that, Yuvari would stand up on her back legs to her full like large stature is, are the dragonkin large in... Yes. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Oh, they are? It's good to know. Yeah. Like 10 by 10 large? Yep. Yep. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it really plays up how small I am in comparison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, because if you guys were about the same size, that would be a really awkward flight. No. How'd you even straddle across her back? Your legs are... Uh, sorry, never mind. Years I'm, of practice. I have, I have a specialized Years. armor. 
uh, with a built-in saddle, it's fine. We can get into it later. This is all very interesting. I'd like to get into it now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys get into the mess hall at this point, right? Having this conversation and kind of get in line. And, I mean, you can imagine the type of grub that they're serving. You know, you go through this line and it's basically just rehydrated potato powder and um, some sort of meat and gravy. And you just kind of get two slops of it on your tray. And um, you, as I said, you're hearing a bunch of scuttlebutt throughout the mess hall as you're in there. Now, you guys can continue talking to each other for sure. But also, while you're there, I want each of you to roll two diplomacy checks, um, unless you have profession soldiers. Does anybody have profession soldier? Yavari does. Okay, so you can roll profession soldier. If uh, you don't have profession soldier, roll a diplomacy. Let me get two. Two. Yeah. So let's start with Steve. Yeah, let's get this one out of the way uh, with that negative one diplomacy. All right. uh, Like everything she does, Natasi is extraordinarily clinical, and she's probably not going to involve herself with the people if she doesn't really have to. That's going to be a seven and a two. Yeah, you you do not pick up any of the scuttlebutt because you are too focused on the people directly in front of you. Um, What about you, Griffin? All right, let's see here. It's a 19 mm-hmm. and a 9. All right, you can roll one D8. That's a 6. A 6. So um, you see, are you over here kind of at another table um, next to your table? You overhear this guy talking. He's kind of got a mullet haircut you know he's let the back grow out kept the front short all that kind of thing and he's talking as if he's very sure of what he's talking about and you hear him say yeah that swarm i'm telling you they're controlled by an extra planar coalition of demons who want to destroy as much of the galaxy as possible we are up against pure and utter evil evil i tell you and so that's uh that's the rumor that you get now it's up to you to decide whether it's true or false some of these are true some of these are false but that's what you ever hear i just want to say i fully believe the word of anyone with the champagne of haircuts (laughs) (laughs) um and okay heath on that let me get two diplomacy checks from you please all right for all this scuttle button for all this scuttlebutt. That's a, a dingy-ass strip club. <laughs> it is. It's it really is. the name of a strip club on, in between here and Hattiesburg. In oh, that's, that's an awful name for one. Oh, it's terrible. I it's really don't like that. Club. It's an awful strip club. It's an awful strip club. So I rolled a 13 on know? the die. But How? with uh, my... Go ahead. Uh, I rolled a 13 on the first die, but I have plus 8. So that'll okay. be a 21. Uh-huh. And a 15, so that'll be a 23. All right, you can roll a D8 twice. I got a five. All right, so with that one, while you're in line, there's like you see two soldiers in front of you talking. And um, you overhear them saying, yeah, uh, the majority of the Susculan government in SDF command have already moved operations off planet. 
because they estimate that the planet will fall under complete swarm control in three months. We have to finish our tour of duty here and get out. Um, and then roll another D8 to see what else you hear. That is a one. Okay. Um, it he, goes to a this nine. Person could, yeah, this person continues on says... The SDF themselves has tactically withdrawn its forces in 90% of the battles it has conducted with the Swarm, with most battles resulting in SDF attrition rates of at least 10%. It's not good. It's not good. It's not Sounds good. like it. Um, yeah, and so they, you know, <laughs> this person doesn't have a very hopeful outlook on mm. the fight with the Swarm. And we talked to. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I would definitely share that to Yavari in a non-common language we have in common. I wonder <laughs> if they're speaking in Draconic. Yes. <laughs> non-common secret speaky talks. Um, uh, Yavari, let's get so, a couple uh, soldier rolls. So Yavari's awesome, but Emily's a moron. Um, I do not have profession soldier. Uh, yeah. All right. I got excited. Let's roll those diplomacies then. Right, Emily, you're a got, soldier yeah. joining the military. Won't ever need it. Won't ever need it. So it was supposed to be diplomacy, was that correct? Yeah. Yeah, correct. That, was a, that was a seven. Okay, roll again. <laughs> okay, a 15. All right, a 15 will get you something. Roll a D8. All right. Five. Uh, roll again. I've already heard that rumor. <laughs> And a one. We've already heard that. <laughs> Look, we're just, our soul bond is so tight. Yeah, it's so tight, super, yeah. super tight. Super tight soul bond. We're so bonded. Um, yeah, she's a little distracted. She's just kind of watching texts and watching the people around, just kind of taking everything in, but not really roll, focusing. Yeah, you can roll one more time. Okay, okay. He's a benevolent GM. He did label himself as the swarm. He did. <laughs> the swarm. Oh, good. That's uh, reassuring. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, so you see a vesk as you're walking to the table from the from the line. You see a vesk kind of talking. His swarm are attacking Susklin because of a rare mineral in the soil that they need to survive. They're here because they need resources. She would also share that back to Tex. Um, and you guys kind of are all now seated, seated eating your gruel. Um, you know, you guys can carry on with talking to each other if you'd like. You've got a little time to kill before the major um, wants to see you. If you'd like to roll a knowledge check on Major Jaldamarik. That's his, the commanding officer here. A little upset that it can, wasn't Tom, but whatever. <laughs> um, let's get a culture check <laughs> from everybody. No. <laughs> Do you guys know a lot about cultures and, and people that live in them? <laughs> I'm what, I am not trained in culture. No, nor am I. Don't worry, I believe I've heard of the Major before, with a 23. You boy! 23, alright. Nobody else needs to roll. You got all the information. Sweet! Nobody you else can! <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the uh, the scoop on 
Major Jaldamarek. He is a Vesk officer, and he is one of the most stalwart and feared commanders in the SDF. He is over 60 years old and has had a storied career. He has worked for the Vescarian military, the stewards, and as a private military consultant in the Pact Worlds. He was one of the few Vesk given the Starstone Medal, one of the Pact Worlds' highest military decorations, for fighting the swarm during its attack on the Pact Worlds and the Vescarium. Credible rumors say that he turned down an offer to join the Knights of Galarian after the hostilities ended. Furthermore, Major Jaldemark, when he joined um, the SDF at the beginning of the Swarm invasion, he insisted on being given the rank of private and has worked his way up to his current position in a short period of time. He has been heard to say that fighting against the Swarm is his true purpose in life. Wow. So, nice. so yeah, Natasi would, uh, would relay that to the rest of her crew and basically just say, I think the major is someone who really has the heart of a soldier in him. Sounds kind of like a hard ass. Yes. Yeah, the right sound- kind of hard ass. Yeah, sounds like somebody you wouldn't want to, well, fuck with. Sounds like the right person to lead this war of attrition. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, and as you guys are kind of contemplating this, the receiving officer comes up to your table and says... All right, the major will see you now. Come, come. All right. And he just turns, expecting you to follow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Can, right, can we? On, can Daddy. we? Can we pause for one second? And yeah. I, I don't mean to steal the hideous laughter swag, but I've been curious this whole time. What the fuck is everybody drinking? <laughs> oh, there it is. We waited a while to get to that. Yeah, there's very, we very little preamble. Hey, hey on this. it's not. It's not our show. That's true. We're not running it. I, I mean, I, mean, I would have led with that, but, you know, here we it's are. It's something I was looking forward to, you know? <laughs> well, I think it fits here in the mess hall, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Natasia uh, uh, just got done crushing her first hams and is working her way through a second one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Classic. Siggy's on vibe. Oh, go ahead. I'm drinking an Abita strawberry lager. Oh, Ooh, nice. 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 Uh, I'm drinking a parade punch kombucha with whiskey in it. Whoa! Oh my hey, god! Wow. I'm into the boozy kombucha. I've had a couple. Yeah. They only make me poop a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you're not well, doing it right then. <laughs> you're supposed to poop a lot. Yeah. This is this flavor is pear and jasmine blossom, and it mixes nicely with this bullet rye. Nice. That is nice. That sounds so sophisticated compared to what I have. Yeah. What do you got? Well, what are you drinking, Griffin? It's a Vive hard seltzer, lime flavor. Vive. It's, oh, that's it's my a third since we started recording. So. Oh wow! Here we go. Yeah, we, we <laughs> might have to break for more booze soon. Yeah, we're gonna have to break for more booze shortly. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Emily? I am drinking a. This is made in Shreveport, a Southern Drawl Dry Hop Pilsner. Nice. Oh, I liked nice. it because of the art, and it's okay. Okay. <laughs> like I mean, beard. it's just okay. Man. So I was also curious about the, the Hideous Laughter Boys said who their character was cast as, right? We've got Daryl Hannah, and we've got Dave Bautista. Mm-hmm. Yep. Emily, who who's doing all the mocap work for your, your <laughs> dragon kid? 
I mean, obviously, it's that one guy whose and name is Andy Circus. Thank you, him. Yep. <laughs> oh God, we got a we got a smog. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, well, uh, your boy Tex Arcana is. Um, it's it's funny, like it's, with the Lord of the Rings connection, we've got you know the the halfling treatment, um, but it's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, okay, okay. All right. Yet, yet another shift for the old reconnaissance. Uh, there, he's going, yeah. uh, he's going back to sci-fi. He liked Interstellar so much. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Quick point of clarification: uh, Yavari is actually silver dragonkin with like weird okay. little purple flecks. Because mm, she's, yeah. you know, not a chromatic dragon. So just- I've been there. I've been there. Right. Well, call sorry. I just wanted to like clear up some of the housekeeping stuff because we just jumped yeah. right into this thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You got to get, got to get. Uh, it's always good to put the intro banter in the middle yeah. of the session. That's that's. that's well, now everybody knows things, who guys. we are and what we're drinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody I wanted mean, that. Hey, everybody at home. My name's Steve. I play Matumbe on the Hideous Laughter Podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Do we want to introduce ourselves? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we never oh, yeah. did. Like that's. We should. We should. This. We should. That was before. the prologue, everybody. <laughs> and now here's the start of the actual. Let's let campaign. the characters meet each other before everybody else. Uh, st- let's go around the table. We've got here on my left, on my screen, top left. I'm seeing Steve from Hideous Laughter. How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well, Adam. Really psyched to be here. Uh, ever since they announced Attack of the Swarm, I i mean, Griffin can vouch for me. This is the one that I have over and over and over, like, pounded into his brain that I want to play. It's why I got all the books. Well, I got all the books. <laughs> but now we're playing it. Uh, good thing I didn't read them. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, how, uh, how uh, serendipitous. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then speaking there, that's Griffin, the GM from Hideous Laughter. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty dang good. I'm very excited to play. I think the last time Steve and I got to play any Starfinder was in our Dead Sons campaign, which ended six months ago. Long right? time Ooh. ago, yeah. So it's been a little while. We're shaking off the rust, but I'm really, really excited to play this. And uh, I figured the voice I was going to use today was going to hurt my vocal cords, so I made sure to pack a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Proud of you. Proud um, of you. Join, joining me on the on the right side of the screen table, I have on the top Heath Parker. Hey, hey. How you doing? I'm good, man. Taking a break from Titanium Mike, getting to play a little halfling that has a... Oh, man, I, I can't lie. Like, If I were to give you the full description of this character... It's not like it's got a long backstory. It's just like because of my class race personality combo, there are like eight descriptors. Yeah. Oh, see, I was just going to say Donkey from Shrek. <laughs> well, that implies something else, Griffin. <laughs> that, that, because of yeah. the implication yeah. of that. <laughs> right. Uh, and then rounding out the table, of course, we have Emily. How are you doing? Super good. I'm pretty fucking pumped to kind of be. At the virtual table with all you cats. This is kind of like my dream crew, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're calling this one the all-star group. game. So the all-star weird. game. The, fir- the first podcast super group. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we, did Totes. it. we did it. Got uh, it. My name's Adam, and also from Southern Tomfoolery. And I hope you enjoyed the prologue. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, the arrival at Susquehann, as it were, because we are definitely about to get into the crux of this thing, Attack the Swarm. And I've been excited about this adventure path ever since it was announced myself. Um, it's, I've read through it and there's so many cool things that go down in this. I think you guys are going to have a great time. Uh, and hopefully you won't be too mad when all of you die under the swarm. Wow. Super rude. Whatever. <laughs> great. Um, that being said, you are now escorted into your commanding officer's ready room. And you see Major Jodamarek there. And you can just tell immediately upon setting eyes on him that he is must be this veteran of several epic battles. His scales are dark green and the spikes on his jaw point forward to form a sort of beard. He sports a large cybernetic eye. And as you file into the chamber, he inspects each of you and your kit for a moment before he begins to speak. And before he speaks, I want to show you a picture of him. Fuck you can yeah. See he is awesome looking, man. This is tell me that's not a badass. Oh, right dude, there. that's amazing. I mean, I'm a Vesk fanboy, anyways. But even as far as Vesk, mm. that's dope. The cybernetic guy is, uh, is like it's like ice crystal yeah. beard looking thing. It's so cool. He's very yeah. very yeah. Terminator too. What a fucking mm-hmm. hoss. Mm-hmm. Yavari would holler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I think I think hoss is the exactly appropriate term for him. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hoss. <laughs> and so he begins to lecture to you. He says, <clears throat> I am your new commanding officer, Jaldemarek, and I was killing Swarm before you were clutching your mother's tails. I know more about this enemy than every soft-skinned general in this system, and I know for a fact we are losing this war. You've probably heard that over the last seven days, the Swarm has retreated from three smaller cities to the east of Brenoa. And the media and the SDF alike are calling this a turning point in the war. But I know better. Those Vexers are up to something. And I'm not letting the 5th Battalion get caught with their spacesuits round their ankles. You're now part of what I'm calling the Midnight Squad. Get used to it. For your first assignment, you'll patrol the Delta Escarpment a few miles west of Camp Cavalier from sundown to sunup and report back with any unusual activity. Any questions? Are we patrolling an active combat zone? Hopefully you'll find nothing out there, Private. But if you spot any evidence of creatures not native to Susquehann, you best report back immediately. Well, 10-4. Hmm. will just kind of nod and look down for Tex's movement. Do you need a glass of water? I understand what that kind of does to your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you you seem to share a, a similar timber, timber to my <laughs> voice, uh, but this is just how I sound. Yeah, uh, yeah, fine. same, Thanks. same. Yeah, no worries. No, no worries at all. Like, yeah, this is totally normal for the both of us. I was. Do you have right? any pertinent questions, Private? What happened to your eye? Okay. <laughs> if you didn't say, if you didn't oh. say it, I was going to. So. <laughs> yeah, it was ripped out by this new type of swarm 
Where's that? claw punctured deep into my socket and removed the eye. But I have a better one now. You've Hell been yeah. you've been fighting the swarm for for a pretty long time, right? And how how often would you say new types crop up? Well, I fought the swarm on a handful of fronts, and every time they've been different. But even here on Suskelin, there's something more cunning about these creatures. Like they've got a purpose other than just killing everything in their field of view. We're seeing a number of new variations on their ranks, including the expendable scouts we're calling dredges. Nasty little critters, about the size of a Catholic, but they burrow right under you. And they've got barbed jaws that latch onto you and take you down in a matter of moments. But just like any swarm component, they die if you put enough rounds in them. My kill count is 112. But there's always seems to be two more ready to take a dead one's place. Shit. What is the layout of this area that we're going to any particular geographical anomalies or, or points of interest we should be aware of? Uh, the coordinates should suffice to get you there. No problem. There's not much to go on as far as geographical features, but the area that you're going to be patrolling is on the edges of our controlled space. I'll tell you, the signs aren't good, but that doesn't mean we're finished. If you complete your patrols and report any and all pertinent intelligence back to me, I'll make sure High Command knows what us troopers are facing here on the ground. What the best way to be uh, getting out of trouble if we find it? You make it sound like we're up against some pretty great odds. And the odds are pretty good that we're not going to make it back here. So w- what do you suggest for getting out of there at a high speed? I've been in a lot of battles in my time. And I've seen what the swarm can do. But it's not a matter if this planet is going to fall. It is. But it's how many swarm we can kill before they eat us alive. Do you understand me, soldier? Well, it just kind of sounds like you're making us the same thing that the dredges are. Expendable soldiers. Well, you're not wrong. Goddamn. But it's up to you to survive out there. And as I said, I do not expect you to encounter anything while you're there. This should be a very routine patrol. You're not going to the front, as it were. However, if you're still unsure, you can visit the quartermaster. Perhaps they will have some items that could help you. Well, I got Betty, so I'm happy, but maybe the rest of them... Well, then you won't need this 300 credit uh, conscription bonus, Uh, will you? uh, Oh, I need to get uh, a new paint job. I'll take it. (laughs) (coughs) So, I mean, it just seems to me like uh, we're fighting a losing battle here, 
doesn't even sound like have much of a plan at all to try to actually win this war. We can't win it, but we can stifle their advances on this planet. That's what you joined the SDF to do, is it not? I mean, I reckon I joined to win. Well, I like your plucky attitude. <laughs> and you'll see Yavari kind of look down at Tex, and you guys can't hear it, but in his mind, he'll hear, We are together. We can win. Mm. And she'll damn, kind of nod at him. Damn straight. Um, Jadamarek continues to kind of tell you a little bit more about this mission and it's basic patrol duty, but it's a 13 hour shift. Um, and they recommend getting a light source if you need one clothing to withstand cold weather, though he points out environmental protections on armor should last the night and perhaps something to help keep them awake. Um, and he tells you that the quartermaster sells something called a wake up patch in the canteen um, and suggest that you get one right. um, and he transfers the 300 credits to you, to each of you so each of you get 300 credits and uh, he tells you where you can find the quartermaster as well well hell yeah man they give us 300 credits and sell us some speed <laughs> my kind of army uh, so there's a lot of things that you can purchase from the quartermaster okay um, you guys all have your starting equipment, right? Yep. You guys kind of got your, yeah. your, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, he, he has level one basic items here available, uh, but he also has a couple of specialty items. Now there's a bug snare, but that's a level 10 item and it costs 740 and I don't think you can afford it, but it basically sets up a little snare for a four square area that you could trap things in. Um, some of the things that you could probably afford is there are camouflage membranes and this is a level one item and it costs 100 credits and what it does is gives you a plus two circumstance bonus to stealth checks while in the particular biome to which the membrane has been adjusted to um, you can take 10 minutes to adjust the biome to what it is camouflaging um, but it's this thing that kind of just goes over your armor that gives you a plus two bonus to stealth. This there's, there's formation boots also a level one item and also a hundred credits. Uh, what it does is it takes two hours for the boots to conform to the wearer's feet. But once they do, you get a plus two bonus to constitution saves to avoid taking damage from a forced March. Okay. Uh, there is the wake up patch, which is a level two item cost a hundred credits. And after a minute, the person who takes the patch, uh, which is a cocktail of stimulants, uh, gains a plus two circumstance bonus to saving throws against the effects that caused the asleep condition and to fortitude saves from sleep deprivation for 24 hours. If you use three of these in a week, you immediately gain the exhausted condition when the effects of the third patch wear off. Yeah, that sounds like speed. <laughs> yep, it is speed. There's warming bomb, which is basically one of those little hot pocket things, you know, that you can crack and warm your hands with. 
Uh, it's a level two item. It costs 150 credits and it gives you a plus two circumstance bonus to fortitude saves to avoid taking damage from cold environments. So two observations so far. One, I don't know if you guys play Monster Hunter, but I'm getting a real strong Monster Hunter vibe off the first couple items. The, <laughs> snare, the snare and the like camo overcoat. Uh, two, we are definitely going to be prisoners of war. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. This is I a, feel a, like they don't do that. This is a routine uh, patrol. I can't imagine we'll need any of these things. Yeah, yeah you should just bypass not. this whole scenario right here. Uh, Listen, he told us he booze. wasn't expecting anything. I highly agree with him. He's been fighting the swarm <laughs> for like 40 <laughs> years. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's an expert, it's him. Uh, how much was the camo coat thing? 100 credits. Yeah, I want to get one of those. Yeah, I think sure. I'm going to pick one of those up too. Is there anything else? Does anybody want wake-up patches or formation boots or warming bombs? You know what? If we get into, like, some kind of trouble, I don't really have anything I need to sleep for. I might get one of these wake-up patches so I can at least, like, watch over us. Yeah, Yavari would also be about getting that that sleep patch. We're all gonna get some fucking drugs. Let's get some mess. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could take three in a week. That's like a hell of a bender. I'm ready. <laughs> we'll go around the table. Heath, what are you getting? Um, I definitely want the camo membrane. Okay. Um, let's see. The speed is a wake up patch. The speed yeah. is a hundred bucks or a hundred credits. So I've got a hundred left. Uh, I'll get the, I'll get the boots, man. All right. Cool, cool. Emily, are you what you getting? Um, Var's gonna get the 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 speed. Mm-hmm. Wake up patch, because that one is a hundred credits. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And then also the boots, because that's another okay. hundred. Yeah. Sounds good. Griffin. I'm getting the speed, I'm getting the camo. I'm not really worried about the uh, fortitude saves because my class, which I have not revealed yet, does uh, pretty well on those. I mu- okay. I think I'm gonna get the um, I think I'm gonna get two speed patches. Okay, sounds like a plan. Two speed patches for Sigurd and to Cora slash um What's the other name? Natasi. Natasi. What's you getting? Uh, this is tough, man, because I really have no idea what I'm preparing for. Um, but what I will say is my fort saves are bad. Um, <laughs> but I do need to sleep every night to gain things back for the class that I have not revealed. So I'm not going to get a wake-up patch. I'm going to get the stealth, uh, the stealth camouflage. And then I think I'm also going to get the formation boots. And so that should leave me 50 bucks left over. Or no, $100 left over, right? So that's. Uh, yeah, you got two things. Yep. Yep. Uh, credits, Steve. They're called credits <laughs> in this universe, <laughs> in this game. I'm sorry that I broke the immersion for everybody. I was so yep. immersed, and now I, I'm not. I quit. I quit. Pack it up. Pack it up, guys. Yep. Yep. I'm going to pocket the final 100. I just, I just really don't know 
what else to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no the problem. swarm might have a shop. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get that bug gear. You yeah, know? there's gotta be some random ass Khajiit somewhere out here. Like, <laughs> Khajiit has wares. Khajiit has wares. All right. Well, you guys have all been suited up with some extra gear. Um, the quartermaster suggests to you that you might want to go ahead and get some sleep now, since you're going to be going out at night. Again, you're the midnight patrol, and so you have an overnight shift coming up. Squad. Squad, thank Sorry. you. Did Sorry. anyone else think uh, that was t- just a cool name? And not related <laughs> to the time of day we'd be doing this? <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, we're, we're just the midnight special. <laughs> I also was fooled. <laughs> and so, yeah, you guys kind of get some rest, you know, get all ready to go, and right as the sun sets, you muster up and who has the best survival check survival bonus certainly not me (laughs) plus zero yep plus zero I've got a whopping plus zero as well give me a second I mean anything better than a zero it looks like (laughs) Uh, Natasha has a plus eight oh there you go alright Let's get a roll from Tasia to see if she can lead you out to the Delta Escarpment. Here we go. Probably not. That's going to be a 12. <laughs> Oof. That'll do it. It was a low, low check. DC 10 check because oh, uh, you do have the coordinates. Um, and you get there with about two hours. So it's about 8 p.m. at this point. And you have reached the area that you are assigned to patrol um, it's a hilly region kind of surrounding the metropolis of Bernoa and it's you're about five miles outside of Bernoa and about four miles away from the camp you guys are all up right beginning your watch so there's no it's not like somebody's going to sleep now you guys are all up doing kind of a four point watch of the area but certainly you guys can kind of talk to each other during this time Maybe it might be a good time to talk about what you guys are good at, skill-wise. Yeah. Um, What's a skill? (laughs) (laughs) Does that involve a shield? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first off, the whole way out here, um, Yavari will have been kind of like, can't believe they didn't give us some kind of equipment, some kind of vehicle to get out here. What if we have to leave quickly? fly so many people at once um roll roll i guess a culture check or uh nope <laughs> diploma diplomacy then okay how's that plus 16 <laughs> 16 yeah i mean so you kind of real maybe as you're saying this put it together that the sdf is very um underfunded uh, yeah, underfunded and undersupplied. You know, like they've just burned through a bunch of their stuff. So they technically, this probably would require some sort of ATV component, but they don't have it. <laughs> um, so you're on you're on feet or free in your case, going by wing. But uh, yeah, no no vehicle available at the moment. Well, the reason Yavari brings that up is because her main thing is piloting so hmm. 
you want. Well, when I say skills, I don't want you guys to each go down yeah, to 20 yeah. different skills. I'm talking more about, let's talk about your classes a little yeah. bit here. Well, I reckon I'll go first. Uh, oh, we go around the circle as us. <laughs> we, we can go back and forth. We can make all kinds like of it. shapes. Tell um, you what, tell you what, Tex. How about you start us off? Because I can't keep you alive if I don't even know what you are. We'll go in height order. Height order. Yes. You're next. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Well, I'm uh. I recently found out that I'm what they refer to as a witch warper. Um. Live most of my life as a kind of outlaw ranch hand but uh pretty recently i started seeing trippy shit into other realities <laughs> is that because of all the speed or is it just happen <laughs> i mean i don't think it's solely the speed's fault <laughs> if you've already taken three doses you should tell us now oh i haven't yeah you yeah. gotta you gotta tell her if your erection lasts for more than four hours that's I've got something for that. Text. It's not. It's not good. We talked about this before. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm a witch warper, which means I'm a charisma-based caster, man. So I'm good at like diplomacy and intimidate. Surprisingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tex, it's been great to meet you. I myself am. I guess you could tell something a little bit of a healer. Um, I pray to the goddess Triune, and my job is to keep organics fighting so we can push back the organic menace of the swarm. Yeah, I'm a wait on man myself. How many of you guys guessed that uh, she would follow Triune? I don't think it was particularly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Not all androids I like Triune, damn. <laughs> wow, you know, yep. they just had an inkling. It's, uh, yeah, I played directly into that stereotype. <laughs> Go by height. Yep. Yeah, that'll be you next, Griffin. Well, um, yeah, I don't do any of that fancy shit. I, uh, I kind of like to push people with my shield, and, um, you know, I get hit a lot, so I'm hoping, um, you know, I'm hoping to get a little support from the back end, if you know what I mean. I believe the two of us will get to know each other quite quickly and quite well. Yeah, I know. I'm probably going to go down on you in the first fight. That's a full round action, so that's just a wasted turn. <laughs> I'm, yeah. uh. You got to get that cunning linguist. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pun. I think I need more skill Adam, ranks for that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm um, I'm usually on the front line. That's why they call me uh, Vanguard. Uh, also, I can do some weird shit with uh, entropic energy. Watch this. And he um, he picks up a stone off the ground. You see this gray blue energy surround it. And he shoots it like a bullet uh, down the path we're walking down. Not everybody that um, that has the kind of power I have can do that kind of thing, but it's kind of my specialty. 
<laughs> Tex says, oh, hell yeah, man, check this out. And he casts Daze on you. <laughs> Rude. Rude. I, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> uh, that leaves uh, Emily yeah. and your character. Yavara's just kind of been, like, sort of in the back. Like, she's she's sort of bringing up the rear, but she's so large and her head kind of kind of her neck sort of cranes over the rest of you that she's still sort of in the front um and uh, she kind of just looks around the entire group and lands on text and says well I am mostly just I tend to also be more of a front lines kind of person I try and keep Tech's out of harm's way while he slings his fancy spell stuff. Mm, mostly. And I can do this. And she just kind of, her wings just unfurl and sort of shoots out all of these dust motes and uh, bits of rock and everything. And she moves up ahead of the group and then sort of drops with the, like, thunderous sound and she looks back and she says yeah I mean like, I, can, I can fly so carrier has <laughs> arrived <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah no she's she is uh, actually a soldier so very nice um so what's cool is we have all three of the new classes right you're a biohacker huh me uh, no Steve? I would I am a mystic oh, you're a mystic okay my bad you, I thought we had I, I, no, I didn't. I did not explicitly say that, but yes, I am a mystic. Yeah, and, two for three. Uh, yeah, two for three. Yeah. And the uh, other cool thing is we have no intelligence-based classes. <laughs> yeah. Nope. nope. We got a bunch of dummies. I really what hope there's no computers in this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm, listen, I'm wise as fuck. So <laughs> wise. Whatever I'm, that I gets have, me. I'm hella charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> I have a rank. Oh, rank in engineering. I mean, you could say I have a lot of con. There are no <laughs> skills that go with con, but I have a lot You're of right, con. Right. <laughs> oh, well, we're gonna die. Yeah. Uh, well, you're just gonna be in a lot of bad, stucky, stuck situations for sure. I think I got Benny. Um, when you when you get stuck, you just make a hole. There you go. Don't need a computer. I've got no this. computer. <laughs> we don't need no stinking badges. And I'll just lie my way out of any situation <laughs> I get into. There's a lot of um, them bugs. Several hours later, as the end of the of your shift nears, and you can see the faintest trace of the rising sun's light on the horizon, all of a sudden, on all of your comm units, a loud atonal alarm is followed with an all points bulletin. Uh, emergency broadcast over your comm units. A hurried female voice says, Attention all Susquehanna ground forces. This is Space Dock Prime 1. We are under heavy attack. A swarm armada has entered into low orbit and has begun to and the transmission ends as abruptly as it began in a burst of ear-splitting static. Up in the sky, High above Brnoa, hundreds of small lights flash, the telltale sign of starship combat overhead, and we'll see you. Oh, You're allowed to do that bitch. on this show? 
Finish your drinks. <laughs> Finish your drinks, yes, please. Yeah. I do I do think we need to marry some of yeah, our we need to marry. So, so, yeah. so finish so. your drinks, we'll see you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you to finish your drinks because we'll fucking see you. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, and we'll right. start every episode asking what we're drinking and then bitch about the weather for five minutes. There you go. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think we should start every episode with uh, landing and then a long meal, then credits. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that's episode one of Hideous Tom Fleur, y'all. See you next time.